It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Emily Campagno. I'm Guy Benson. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. A person of interest is identified by New York State Police who they say could have been the one who made threats against Jewish students at Cornell University. But why are U.S. universities so seemingly a hotbed for anti-Jewish action and violence? But there is a hardcore of faculty who are endlessly agitating against Israel, endlessly leading students to agitate against Israel. And they're very aggressive. And the students who follow them kind of worship them as leaders. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Police at Cornell University in upstate New York had to warn Jewish students to stay away from a campus building because of threats made. The building is known as 104 West. It hosts Jewish student activities and kosher dining. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul on Tuesday announced a person of interest was in custody and was being questioned. The Cornell incident isn't happening in a vacuum, even if it is happening with the Israel-Hamas war as the backdrop this time. Jewish students were cornered in a library at Cooper Union College in New York City, and protesters taunted Jewish students near Tulane University in New Orleans. But campus anti-Semitism, from violence to graffiti to sit-ins and other academic endeavors, is not new, even if you're only hearing about it just now. The problems are deeper than what has happened recently. I think there's been increasing tension on campus even before the October 7th Hamas attack, but that really brought it out into the open. William Jacobson is a law professor at Cornell and a frequent author on the subject of radicalization and anti-Semitism on campuses. There have been a number of boycott resolutions brought over the years. There have been attempts to organize student groups along racial lines against Israel. So there has been tension on the campus before this. But obviously the Hamas attack on October 7th brought everything forward. And I think that it shocked a lot of the Jewish students on campus that a lot of their progressive friends, a lot of the people they were politically thought they were politically aligned with when it came to the brutal Hamas attack, all of a sudden weren't their friends. And so what you had on campus were protests, essentially pro-Hamas protests. You also had pro-Israel protests. But you, I think it's shocked a lot of students. And then there was kind of infamously a professor who, a uh, history professor who off campus in a rally in downtown Ithaca, which was attended by a number of students, fairly large rally, you know, expressed how exhilarated he felt when he first heard of the Hamas attack. Now, of course, he tried to say, oh, but I don't support attacks on civilians. But it was known from day one, it was a civilian attack. So that kind of ratcheted things up even more. And the anti-Israel students have been getting more and more aggressive. There was um, spray painting of anti-Israel, some pretty crude anti-Israel 
statements on various places on the campus. Uh, and then, of course, you had this threat on some chat board. And we don't know who did it. We don't know if it was a real threat. We don't know if it was a hoax. Uh, I guess we'll learn that pretty soon because they have somebody in custody. But that has just ratcheted things up a lot. So this is not something that happened overnight. It's been building on campus. But this is what brought it forward. Let's talk about how this has been building on campus. I think that for perhaps maybe outside the Jewish population, a lot of this is a shock, uh, but also uh, perhaps among American Jews themselves, where you had alluded to so many of them have made political life part of their religious life and their Jewish communal life, and that those politics have often resolved around progressivism, or what we now call progressivism. Uh, And I can even, I have read a number of stories, people who have said, I, I marched with the Women's March. I watch, I marched with Black Lives Matter. And now these folks are not even expressing sympathy towards me in any way. Uh, this, this has been a, um, a conundrum or a phenomenon that's been going on, I, I think, for years. And it's, it's been focused specifically, I think, on college campuses. Uh, there, there's a reason for that, I, I, or at least you may have some ideas towards that. Yeah, it has been. I mean, the, I've been covering the anti-Israel movement on campuses really almost since the day I started my website, Legal Insurrection, which was 15 years ago. And there has been a nonstop effort to demonize Israel on campuses. It has intensified over the years, but it's it's never stopped. And what they do is they would bring various boycott resolutions. And it might be to boycott, you know, Sabra hummus in the dining hall. And everybody says, oh, how stupid is that? Who cares what hummus is in the dining hall? Well, there was a purpose behind it. If they could get the campus to spend two to three months talking about how evil Israel is, and is it evil enough that we should boycott hummus associated with an Israeli company? Hummus, by the way, made in Northern Virginia, uh, but it, uh, associate and, and other things like that. So the point was n- to get the campuses and get students focused on Israel being uniquely evil in the world. Never heard of a boycott of Chinese goods, even though the Chinese government is occupying Tibet and enslaving millions of Muslims. Uh, Never heard any of those sort of things or a boycott of Iran. Never heard that. And so Israel for 15, 20, 25 years on campuses has been demonized as the unique evil in the world. And that is has led to a situation where supporters of Israel are also demonized. Many of those supporters, Israel, most Jewish students still identify with Israel as part of their Jewish identity. So when you're demonizing Israel to that extent, you're essentially demonizing the vast majority of the Jewish students on campus. That then got combined with racial politics, with the, uh, you know, anti, quote unquote, anti-racism of the progressive movement, which focuses on you know, oppressor, white oppressor versus non-white oppressed outlook on the world. And that further uh, implicated Jewish students because on a number of campuses, including Cornell, when they would bring these boycott resolutions, they would prepare to have 10 or 15 or 20 
non-white student groups. So it could be the Hispanic Student Association. It could be Latino Association. It could be Black Student Association. They would all gather up in advance and they would roll out a race-based attack on Israel, portraying it as students of color versus white Israel supporters. And that added a very noxious component to it, which has been turned on to super drive since the um, George Floyd, Floyd died and all of these universities started to um, implement Ibram Kendi anti-racism policies um, and diversity, equity and inclusion. And that is true at Cornell. In my 15 years there, almost actually 16 years there, Things have gotten dramatically worse in the last three years, more tension, more bitterness. And it all revolves around this non-white versus white perspective with Jews being put in the white demonized category. It, it should be noted here that uh, within the state of Israel, the majority of Jews are not known. As, they are not Ashkenazi Jews. They are not the Jews whose uh, diaspora generations were spent in Europe, but they are mostly Mizrahi Jews, Jews who were whose families spent the diaspora still in the Middle East or maybe even North Africa. You don't hear that perspective on campuses um, because they view it as white colonial, you know, occupiers. Uh, they don't understand, one, how can you occupy your own historic homeland? Two, if it was any group other than Jews, it would be celebrated as the greatest liberation story in modern times, that an indigenous people have reclaimed their land from the occupiers. Uh, but it's not because they're Jews. And in terms of this white oppressor versus you know non-white oppressed, I mean, as you point out, uh, more than half of Israeli Jews currently are either refugees from Arab countries or the descendants of refugees from Arab countries. And then when you add in the large non-white populations who were not from Arab countries, I mean, you know, the Ethiopian Jews were rescued by Israel. Uh, you you have a very diverse, you, Israel is the diversity of race that college campuses claim they want, but it won't be recognized because of this intense hatred of Israel. We are speaking with Cornell University law professor William Jacobson on the rise of anti-Semitism on American college campuses, including his own, especially in the wake of the Hamas attack in Israel. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. There is a, uh, uh, call it a slogan, call it a, a, a academic somersault or gymnastics uh, idea that anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. And yet, we see, as we've seen over these past few days, we've seen the celebration of the death of Jews, we've seen the celebration of targeting of American Jews on college campuses, uh, which uh, I, I think most adults might, you know, college students are not kids, but they're kids. So we, we view them as being somewhat vulnerable as they're, they're adults, perhaps maybe legally, chronologically. But we still kind of have that protection, that parental protection of college students because of their the phase of life that they're in. Um, it's one thing if you want to accost me as a middle aged man in the parking lot. But if you go after a college student at their dorm or at the the student activities building where the, the campus Hillel meets, that that seems to be a bit more egregious. And we've seen this now at Cornell. We've seen it elsewhere. It happened at Tulane. 
uh, this again, I think further demonstrates the problem and, and you can talk more about the past few days if you'd like, but on the campus. Yeah. So it is a problem. These have happened before. I mean, there have been demonstrations outside of Hillel's, there have been disruptions of pro-Israel events. Um, so this is not new at Cornell. I think it was 2017 students for justice in Palestine, which is the perpetrator of a lot of these things. And they have various college chapters. Some are worse than others. They uh, disrupted an in Israel Independence Day event. They came in and they took over the room and staged a die in. Uh, nobody else does that on campus. You will never see a Palestinian or Muslim event disrupted on a campus. I've not seen it. But you will see Jewish and Israeli events disrupted by these groups. So they're very aggressive. It's not new. Uh, there were times when police had to be called over aggressive actions by uh, Students for Justice in Palestine at Cornell. Not in the last two or three years. This is going back more like four or five years. Uh, and so, yeah, this has been a problem. The aggression on campus is one direction. It's towards Jews and towards supporters of Israel. It's never the other direction. And that's what I think people need to understand. We've been talking mostly about students here, but what about between faculty members? You you mentioned Professor Rickford uh, and his uh, speech off campus about feeling exhilarated over an attack on civilians. I mean, we now know unequivocally that pregnant women were, uh, they had their, their wombs cut open and their babies removed. They had babies put into ovens. They had elderly women raped. Uh, we've, we've heard of be, you know, the beheadings. There's pho- photographic and video evidence of this. Now it's, it's it, you, one, one cannot make any kind of serious denials of this, but uh, how are the discussions in, in, in the old teacher's lounge, so to speak? I mean, this is something that has been a, uh, uh, you, you know, it, it, as you mentioned, it's been going on for years and I can attest to that. I, I've it's been 20 plus years since I've been in college, but I, I can I remember conversations with professors and how angry they could get uh, and uh, and especially on this topic. So how do the faculty discussions go? How does someone like yourself deal with a professor Rickford? Well, uh, I've always been an outsider at Cornell because I'm one of the only uh conservative professors on campus and certainly the most outspoken on it. So I I can't really tell you what the chat is in the faculty lounges because I don't hang out in the faculty lounge. I can tell you that the faculty, as it has turned increasingly far left over the the decade and a half I've been at Cornell, has become more radicalized anti-Israel, that there is a contingent who are really obsessed with Israel. They, They really are. They make being against Israel, part of their scholarship. They make it part of their teaching. They make it part of their activism on campus. So there is that phenomenon that there is a hardcore of faculty at Cornell. And I can't really put a percentage on it. It's it's not a majority, but there is a hardcore of faculty who are endlessly agitating against Israel, endlessly leading students to agitate against Israel. I don't know if it's 5%, 10%, 20%. My guess is not 20%, but but they're vocal and they're very aggressive. And the student, students who follow them kind of worship them as leaders. 
And that's really the problem. So I think the faculty's fairly fractured, whatever their personal viewpoints might be, which probably lean left, so probably much more sympathetic to Palestinians than Israelis, than the general population. But it's really that hardcore group that drive everything. Professor William Jacobson, professor of law at Cornell University in New York State. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.